Yo, 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 what's up? It's the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. I go by that on all social media handles. Um, I just want to shout you people out at home for fucking with us so consistently like you do. I know y'all not consistent in many things, but you do tune into this fucking show. So, I, I mean, you got to start somewhere. That's your best foot forward. So keep tuning in. We on Mondays now, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. So you got three days out the week to listen to us. You have no excuse. Like, so Monday, listen Monday. Wednesday, you know, so on and so forth. Sorry we got to explain this shit to some of y'all. The other half, I appreciate y'all. Um, go ahead. All right. So it's Steph Magic. <laughs> Steph.Magic on Instagram. Steph with an F, by the way. My, excuse my co-host. He on Patron and Mukal. He he on one today. But um, but so thank you good. for real for tuning in. And we love y'all. And thank you and thank you and thank you. And we love y'all. All right. All right. Yeah, we love y'all so much. So, we got a special guest here today, and she goes by the name of Queen the Street Poet. Hey, y'all. So, can you tell them where to find you at? Queen the Street Poet underscore 92 on Instagram. Um, Queen the Street Poet on Facebook. All right. That's all they need to know. So, y'all get that. That's it. <laughs> so, obviously, you do poetry. Yes, I do. Okay. Just shooting in the dark there. So, when when did you get into poetry? Like, what, what when was the connection made? Um, I started poetry when I was a kid and, um, when I got in a relationship, I didn't write for a while mm-hmm. and, um, then I got in a new relationship and it reminded me that I was a poet mm-hmm. and I started playing with words again. And then, um, I started off performing at open mics, mostly for rappers and rap talent, but I was like the only poet and I just realized, like, dang, I got bars. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nice. <laughs> so, um, I lost my best friend to suicide in 2019. Yeah, my condolences. And, um, if you guys do follow me on social media, then you probably heard my phone calls check. And um, that's the poem that I wrote for her. And ever since um, I started spitting that poem, i kind of just been taking off. Yeah. And um, I do have my own open mic for poetry every Sunday at the social lounge. That's... <sighs> at 4419 crossroads that is so crazy that you said that because i you just popped into my head i want to say philly but i could be wrong but i seen the video you did oh, was yeah, that you philly. yeah you you did poetry or something at a yeah, fucking i'm philly. like because you said something about ohio so i'm like all right i'm about to check yeah, it out but yeah you were spitting we just did like a small tour, so we did Philly and New York. Okay, that's fire. I'm like, what? Okay, that, and that, this yeah. was like months ago. That's funny. I feel like I could tell where you are. No, in the one this. Um, that was like a month months ago. That was uh, that was New York. Okay, okay, that's so the recently, one I seen. Yeah, then. that's when I did post. But I must so have seen Philly too. Then. Yeah, recently. Um, if you follow Luce King Luce, yeah, 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 he just posted my Philly. Yeah, he's been on here so, too. Shout out Luce. I feel like I can tell where you are in your poetry because you didn't say, like, I do some poetry or whatever. You're like, I'm right. a poet. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I, love I be correcting my kids because my one daughter, and I think she do it on purpose to get under my skin. Because <laughs> she'll be like, what, you got a little poetry show today? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. i be like, Listen, first of all, ain't nothing little you square about up? my poetry. <laughs> your fight words. <laughs> like, ready to box. Yes. Cause, but I think she do it to get under my skin because she know that's how I turn up on her. I'll be like, little what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and I, I feel like your kids don't know, know you doing big, big shit. But, I, but I love that. I feel like that's a part of our oh, no, journey. Oh, no, they know because that's, that. why I'm, that's why I'm oh, losing so half of my yeah. inventory. Oh, trying to be funny. Because every time I turn around, they got on one of my shirts. Yeah. Like, can I sell them to some yeah. people? 
<laughs> just casually oh, walking around with it. Just in my shirt that say poet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like spit some. Oh no, I'm retired. No, no, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't no. do that anymore. No, I'm not a poet anymore. Not. <laughs> 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 Where can we buy your stuff? From me. Hit that Instagram. Hit that Instagram. I got it. No, um, I do have a business. Uh, it is called Queen Charades. It is my name and my best friend's middle name together. So it's Queen Charades. Um, so you can email me at queencharades at gmail dot com. That's Q U E E N S H Y R A E S at gmail dot com or Queen Charades Creations on um Instagram. And I also make rolling trays. I do pillows. I make clothes. So you do everything. Yes. I do a lot of things. I, fuck I with think the I hat got too. like. Yeah, I do love the hat. I think too. I got like <laughs> four, maybe five of the seven incomes that you're supposed to have. Yeah. So, That's good. Those was like. And growing. When people growing. think of goals, those are like my goals. You know what I mean? Like, right. those are things that I feel like as you, you start to develop who you are, like, you want to get better as that person. You exactly. know what I mean? So. I think something that we really try to point out on the show and start to bring light of is just like the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and like, because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand what that entails. You know that's what I mean? All, that's what I'm talking So how is that for you? Like, how is how is your life having to be a mother, having to be a companion, having to be a friend, having to be a therapist sometimes? I don't know your friendships in your life. But I'm sure you, you sound like you know some shit. So I'm sure people come to you advice. You know what I mean? We got to wear many hats. So how is that for you? Um, listen, let me tell you, I combined a lot of it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I can do at the same time, then I'll do it at the same time. But, um, it's definitely a challenge. Um, like I tell people all the time, um, I make appointments to cry. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, like the other day I had posted, you know, tonight I'm crying at 11 o'clock. You know, any bad news or anybody else want to say something or how they feel about me, let me know before 11, before crying out between 11 and 12. So, um, you know, a lot of people look at it as a funny post, but I be dead ass serious. No, that's real shit. um, I have these things called take a day bags and I have instructions on how to take a day because I'm a firm believer and sometimes you have to take a day. And sometimes you, sometimes you have to take days, you know, whatever it takes for you to get back to yourself. So, um, you know, it's cry it out. Wipe it out, quite cry it out, wipe it out, no, cry it out, write it out, wash it away, have a snack. Cry so, it out. Um, so cry it out, write it out, write it out, wash it wash down, it and have, have a, a snack. snack. I love that. So, um, <laughs> my thing is self care. I don't believe you do nothing on empty stomach. So that's why I have a snack is in there because baby, I don't care what you do, I don't care how much you cry, don't forget to eat. Yeah. Okay. Please eat. Unless you're so, you know, um, so <laughs> it comes with yeah. like a pad, a pen, um, like a scrubber, a body wash, and then um, and some snacks. So um, they're called take a day bags. They're really cute. I love that. But um, yes, that is dope. I'm like big, so I do wellness Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, me and my ex used to do wellness Wednesdays together sometimes. But wellness Wednesdays, that's the day. Like you know, you take care of yourself. Your self care day. Wash your face, you know, take yourself out to eat, you know, get your hair, get your nails done. You just take a break from everything. So my kids are like really in tune and they appreciate my wellness Wednesdays. So, um, but yeah, so I'm really big like on, on self-care and things like that. So that really helps me balance, balance a lot of things and balance a lot of stress. 
So, um, it does get hard, but my kids are my team. Yeah. And, like, my daughter, she has sent out my flyers to, like, a thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's, like, she's my team, and they like to make their money. I pay them. Like, yeah. I pay them. Yeah. I let them do it for free. They cut flyers. They you know, this is not slavery. Absolutely. And my daughter won't allow it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, like, I said, can you go clean up this brother? You going to pay me? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay, I got to come. I feel like I created hustle some monsters. Yes. Like, hustle me. Okay, I know that. Yeah, right. we don't do nothing without you no know, money in the house. Exactly. And they just be like, you going to pay me? So I do. I pay them because y'all... And they pay each other. Y'all do more than my friends do. Y'all yeah. do more than people yeah. out there do. Y'all help me promote. Y'all know y'all. I'm TikToking now. You know, we out here. <laughs> you know, my kids is my social media. They make sure I stay a young mom. So, you know, everything I learned from them. So, it's definitely having a great team behind me. And, you know, I work better under pressure. Yeah. In tunnel mode. I get it done, get it done, yeah. get it done. Don't ever give me an opportunity to slap because I'm like taking that. Period. So, I just, you were like the it's girl. Like, so no, for real. This is, this is girl. It's like so. a mirror. This is girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Um, definitely, hilarious. I would say I balance all that out by just taking self care, taking that time to myself to even enjoy with friends, things like that. You gotta, you gotta give yourself that mental break. You can't let yeah. it overtake you. Cause you'll get burnt out. Yes. And I've, yeah. That's a thing. Physically and mentally, it sucks. That's a Don't thing. Don't do it. Burnt out. I refuse <laughs> to get burnt out anymore. Don't and they do had to it. take some time to figure it's out. It's attractive because yeah. you think, you know, <clears throat> no days you... off, which I believe in a, in a sense, but not literally. Even those days, you need though. Days they're off. scheduled. They're, and yeah. me time got to be for me. I done scheduled yeah. this shit out for myself. Right. So that has to be respected upon you and your peers. Because that, that fits can. too into your boundaries. Like, one of my biggest, biggest fucking theories with people is this they have boundaries issues and it, and there's levels to that and there's different ways they have boundary issues but they just don't understand boundaries and by me scheduling time to myself that's a boundary Absolutely. you know what i mean like I'm taking in 2020 like i stopped like three incomes to focus more on my self-care and i've been through like a marriage and divorce and like i just had shit that i knew was there but what i was focusing on right now was more important i honestly and i made that decision and it was a hard truth you know mm -hmm. what i mean i'm like mm -hmm. i gotta heal this later because there's this opportunity that can take me where I'm trying to go. So right, like, fuck right. it. So when I got to the end of that, you got to be truthful about that too and not find more work and do busy work. Y'all be truthful. Like, all right, I'm to the end yeah. of that journey. I, I can heal stuff. now. Yeah. And you yeah. got to actually do the work because that work is hard. For me, the that part has been hard yeah. because I didn't realize for a long time that I absolutely needed that. Like even yeah, yeah, me yeah. forcing myself to take it and I'm like, I'm not doing nothing today. But I had to tell myself that was okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, life will beat you down enough to get it, yeah. you know? Yep. Like, I, I mean, anyway. I went through a rough patch in 2019 where I had lost everything, and it was just like, it made me remember the levels I will go for my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk the to levels I will go you got to, to, yeah. to The levels I will go to be comfortable, and unfortunately, I didn't take the right route. Mm -hmm. so I still ended up uncomfortable mm -hmm. and like moving house to house and sleeping in my car and having to split my kids up and stuff it was it was rough Damn. and it was just like it made me realize how privileged my kids are mm -hmm. yeah hell yeah because it was like every single tradition for Halloween Christmas every single tradition we had that year got either got fucked up or it was yeah. different yeah. yeah or if it was different and it was just like so hard for me to tell my kids no 
Yeah. And it was like, I made them privileged like this. Mm-hmm. But we had to go through that patch together because we go through everything together. Like, I never had the mother that would be like, oh, let me get the kids and go get your life together. Yeah. Like, if I slept on people's floors, they slept next to me. Yeah. yeah. We you was know, in this I together. Never, <laughs> I, never, I never got that opportunity. So, like, we had to go through that rough t- patch together. But I really feel like it showed them, like, you can lose everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I can remember, lose everything, uh, but yeah. the the biggest thing about it is I never I never stopped reassuring I was gonna get it back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I told them that I told them that like you ain't got no choice. Me. Y'all have to trust yeah. me. I'm you know it, I'm gonna get it back. And they used to tell me all the time like we trust you, mom. We trust yeah. you, mom. And it it did. It made my kids look at me a, a, a really different yeah. way. And they love where they live now. Yeah. That's and lit, not man. even that you don't got no That's choice so according to anybody else. You just know damn well that this this ain't us. Like, this ain't me. This ain't us. Yeah. We don't got to do this shit. And there's so our, many levels because yeah. now they know, too, you got their back. Absolutely. And but now, sometimes it'll, it'll teach so you much how you've lost yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it'll teach you how you and lost we yourself. Need you that. might have needed that. We yeah. need that. And I, and I tell people that all the time. You know, like people will try to tell, tell my story. And I'll be like, first of all, listen here. <laughs> I'm a poet. I ain't got no problem telling my story. Yeah. Okay, that's what you I need you to know. For I, I got it. Like I got it. It's Just okay. Listen. I can. I can tell it. I, I can tell it better than you. Yeah, exactly. Because I, okay. I was here. Because I, I was you there. Remember? I was there. Yeah. Like it happened to me. So um, yeah. So like I I like to tell my story, but I definitely. I just lost track of <laughs> That's perfect because we're on track now for your event on the 9th. Yes, I'm really excited. So tell us about the um, event. Okay, so the event that I'm having on the 9th is called The Right Way to Hustle. I am teaming up with Smooth Baby from New York City um, who has a nonprofit called The Street Profits. Okay. And he's going to come down and we're teaming up for the drop of my nonprofit, Determined Not Defeated. And um, it's called The Right Way to Hustle. It's for all ages and for their parents to come out and learn the right way to hustle. So um, a lot of us grew up hustling in the streets mm-hmm. and it's a lot of kids that look to that. And I just want to show them the other routes that they can take. Yeah. The yeah. other routes that they can take. So I plan to have as many different creatives there as possible. And we're also going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about a little about violence and mental health and... um. We have someone coming out to talk about how to get your credit together, to fix your credit. So, you know, us black people can start buying up some of these homes, you know. So um, it's definitely um, informational, but we're going to have fun. It's free for everybody and open to the community. Uh, we're going to have a double dutch contest and have a shootout contest, you know. So we're going to do, we're going to play a couple old school games. We got, um, we got performers. We got our speakers that's coming. So it's definitely going to be a fun-filled day for us to um, come out and all vibe and connect together. Like I said, if you're a vendor and you want to vend, um, it's free to vend. I just ask that you donate one of your items to the raffle. And other than that, just come out and enjoy yourself and have a good time and eat some good food. You know, everybody know that I'm just a whole vibe. I love yeah. to party, especially the kids. Yeah. You know, they love, they love, they love Miss Janae, so. And you know, entrepreneurs, network. Please network. Definitely. Everywhere definitely. you go, Definitely, network. definitely. It's all about, like I, like I said, um, it's not about the money. It's more about the cause and the connection. Yeah. So. The bigger um, picture. It's, it's more about the cause and the connection because you're coming to do it for the cause. You know, like, a lot of times you can go set up shop as a business person 
and you will set up shop in a place where you're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you'll wonder why you know um, why you didn't sell nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like um, when I'm doing events, <laughs> when I'm doing events, and I see I'm doing a certain type of event, like when I did my poetry slam, when I was choosing vendors to come out, I made sure what they were selling fit the scenery. Yeah. 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 Fit the scenery, so you have people out there selling crystals, you have people selling jewelry. You have people selling shirts, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's like, if I'm charging you because I'm not shady, (laughs) I want to make sure you at least make what you paid me back. Yeah, you know, at least give you put you in an opportunity to make some money. Yeah. So instead of just taking some money in the beginning, I don't have nobody shady coming to my event. Yeah. You know, everybody is coming for the cause. They're coming because a part of the cause is to get connected. So yeah. I get to go make some free money. Yeah. I get to go make some free money. All I got to do is do- donate one item. I get to go make some free money. Never know who I might meet. It's all about coming to connections because I like to plug people in. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I want to see everybody win. Because yeah. if we win it, then our kids is winning. Imagine if we all went into business for ourselves. Your son might end up working for my nephew. Right. Or they got their own business. Absolutely. Together. Exactly. And, but even if your son is working for my nephew, it's still in the family. family yeah. Grew too. It's still in the family. Yeah. So it's just like I wanna see everybody win because we could really take over the world for real. Absolutely. That's why it's like I got friends and stuff that got their own brands that sell their shirts for like forty, fifty dollars. And he look at it like if coach can't, why I can't? Yeah, right. exactly. Absolutely. They That's started exactly off like that. <laughs> they started off feeling like their stuff was That's expensive. Yeah. And somebody, somebody liked it. Feel exactly and somebody like liked it and paid the price for it. And then wore it the right way. Because okay, I don't understand why And not. then wore it the right way and made somebody else want to buy it. And then, bam, now everybody paying $300, 400 for a shirt. I've been trying to figure out why we are underpricing our thing because exactly. people are afraid but by exactly. street rules but if somebody pay a hundred dollars for it it's not worth a hundred dollars but people exactly. are afraid to put that hundred dollars on because they're going to get ridiculed like yeah, no. again there's it's like whatever i decided levels, you know what, what i mean it's also it being comfortable that exactly. not caring because you know you're going to get blowback like who are you with you know you're going to get blowback if i wear my brand it's going to make them it's going to make somebody want to buy it right Cause it, sometimes it's just about how you put it. It's just about how yeah, you put it absolutely. on. Like I got, right. um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Trigger Trade, the light skin boy that boxes or whatever. Um, Heard of him. He boxes at TOT. Every, oh, okay. Before a lot of his performances, he wears my Determined Not Defeated shirt. Okay. Because it's, it's got an elephant. So the D and the oh, D okay. is created uh, through an elephant or whatever. And he wears it. But my thing is, he's hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody That's always asks him, like, where did you get that Ooh, shirt? Where did you get that shirt? And he's not in my inbox like, yeah, a lot of people is asking me about the shirt. So if I bring you customers, <laughs> can I get, like, you know, 10% off each shirt or something like that? Like, no, he's wearing my brand because he loves who I am and he's supporting he me. He believes right? in it. And I'm showing up to his fights because I support him. Right. Like, you know, that's that's. That's family type Listen, stuff. That's and also, it's something we learned. Supporting each that. other is just so fire. But like, something you said is that. important too. I would, I, I would play devil's advocate and agree. Like we need it, but we weren't taught it, and it's like business relationships. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's something just ineptly I have, but I realize a lot of people don't yeah. have that. And my business relationships are like close. Like I know their kids and shit. Like you know right. what I mean? Once we making enough money doing this, we can go on a vacation together, my nigga. Like I ain't tripping. 
Like, right. so, but yeah. it has to be like that because there has to be a level of trust. And some people just shady. Yeah. Yep. And if I don't trust you, I won't so make like, myself oh my God, trust you. If I don't trust you, I just don't trust you. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I trust, I trust them and nobody. Intention. And I don't Facts. know what gives me trust. Sorry, like, like I, it's hard. No, you're fine. I'm cleaning yeah. up this I'll do the same shit. I come <laughs> down here picking shit same up and shit everything. shit I say to her. Like, why? Because I just, I'm comfortable like that. It's fine. Be you. I didn't ridicule you. I'm just going to pick it up. I'm just going to pick it up. Y'all on the same team. You do what you do. I'm just going to pick it up. It's fine. You do what you do in your space. I damn near died walking into my son's room yesterday. Like, it was crazy. It's just and my son don't like technically. He said he don't live in my house. Yeah. I take him home, <laughs> home with my quote. Y'all can't see my quotation, but uh, my, my quoting him. He don't live there. Although he's there Sunday through Friday, it's fine. Um, so I take him home on the weekends to his dad's house, and he get more stuff. And then I watch something. He'll take it back home, and it, it, it's so dumb. But it's what makes him feel comfortable. He yeah. wants to feel like he lives with his dad. Period. <laughs> cool. Live with your dad. Actually, if we can get your ass a bus. You can live with your motherfucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's Make ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, I, I I almost died when I walked in his room. Why does it look like this? How all seven garments you have in my house are all in the I grew floor. up living in right. control chaos. Me. And like, I, I knew where it was. I try to give my son like, um, like, like I was saying about the cooking and shit. Like, right, I try to teach him these things or whatever. But if it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I wash her clothes and I'll do it. Right. He a grown ass man. He's he's fifteen. He, he thinks he's grown. So do these things. Yeah. But I'll do it because I can't handle it. Right. <laughs> You're doing the most. Right. There has to be levels. Okay, so from a male perspective, because, like, I was definitely that kid. Like, I lived my in control, control chaos. <laughs> I hated when my mom used to clean up and organize shit because now I don't know where nothing is. Mm-hmm. And in the chaos, I knew where everything was. That's so, true. like, but the disconnect that I realized you later. you up for like, your brain, not their brain. Like, I think, <laughs> yeah, and I understood that from her, you know what I mean? But I think the disconnect I learned later is... From the males, from a certain standpoint, like, we stopped being able to listen to women and be taught by women. Like, males felt like they had to be taught by other males. So, I, so as a kid, I felt like, nah, I'm going to, when I start to clean up, I'm going to do it my way. I'm not going to do it your way and how you want to do it. But me and my mom had, like, a frivolous relationship. Like, it was love-hate. Like, it was up and down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think I was just rebelling. And a lot of my childhood was just me rebelling. So, it's like, no matter what you speak on, if you say left, I'm going right. Yeah. I don't even have to care about what you're talking about. If you want to do this, I want to do that. Because you already made your mind yeah. up. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? And so, so it's tough you know, for hearing boys. Stuff it's with tough. these kids, hearing <laughs> stuff from somebody else sometimes be where it's at. Sometimes you need a fresh voice. Yes. So I will tell my, yeah, my baby's dad. I, that. I will oh, tell oh, him oh. to tell my son stuff that I know he ain't going to hear from me. However, I'm just noticing recently that my son will talk to me about stuff. He would, okay, when my son lost his virginity. Um, like I said, he think he a grown ass man, right? <laughs> and I wasn't okay about it. Like this is my baby. Like you mean my two year old? Them losses, but he ain't right. two. My baby boy. <laughs> he ain't fucking two. He talked to me about it, and he didn't tell his dad. Um, I told his dad with permission, cause right. he was like he gonna be mad at me. His dad got a whole bunch of kids. 
<laughs> and that is not his vision for his son. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it, his dad has evolved and grown up, and he like look, listen, nigga, you can't be doing it like this. Shit is ridiculous. So he mm-hmm. he tell all his kids that shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all all in between each other and y'all's moms. I didn't know no better, and I was a dumbass nigga. He literally would say this shit to his kids. So my son is like he he know his dad expect better from him, so he didn't want to tell him. Um, I tell him you can't you can't do that, but I wouldn't bought him some condoms or whatever. But he told me he didn't tell his dad. Um, but ninety percent of the shit I gotta tell his dad to tell him. He not gonna hear from me. Yeah, they they be needing a, they be needing a first voice because I'm I'm always like, so why when I say it you ain't do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm all that, but I I get on my girls a lot more than my son though because they're the total opposite. Like my son, he don't really like to take showers, but. He feel like he don't got to take showers because he don't do nothing but lay on his bed. Yeah. He feel like that's not dirty. It's the logic <laughs> in it, yeah. No, he literally told me, he said, my bed is clean. Yeah. So that means I'm clean. So why do I got to take another that's shower? That's how we th- really think. And I just like, What's the problem you know what? with a shower? And I'm like, you know what, son, that make a lot of sense. Let me know when you're ready to clean your body, okay? But my daughter's... What's wrong with a shower? Oh my gosh, my daughter, she's so dirty. <laughs> It's horrible. They room smells like they, got they room smell like boys live there. That's what I just that's one of the moments I'll be like, God, if I was supposed to have three sons, just say that. Like because Listen. it's it's horrible. And I'm like an organized type. Like the other day I just bought a whole lot of organized stuff. And then I took a picture of the clutter and then organized it. And my friends was like, Oh my god, can you come do that to my house? Like I just declutterized no, no. everything. And it just looked like I never did it now. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like I be so confused because I'm just like, I keep trying to create more and more things for y'all to be able to have space to put stuff. And then it's like, now I'm seeing extra stuff. Like, where did it come yes, from? Yes, who gave you this? Yes. Where, why, why do why I keep It's six it? new Barbies in here. Exactly. What? <laughs> I don't know. Like, my son, he appreciates that type of stuff. He'll come in and he'll be like, he'll be happy I did it. And then he'll be like, oh, no, mom, now I got to remember all my stuff out again. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he's, He's big on like, oh, this is my shirt. This is my pants. Don't move my stuff around because I like to, because mm-hmm. when it's time to go take a shower so he don't miss a beat, he'd be like. Yeah, sometimes you're in a rush. You just out, gotta go. Take the clothes in the bathroom. Oh, like, my. I tell him I'm talking And we be saying, practicing like room. pants here, shirt here, drawers here, boom. You gotta get dressed in the bathroom. He like. I got to do this in just, five steps, like, 10 minutes. My son said, he always trying to say, I'm a boy. We try to be efficient. And I'm like, are you trying to shower thing. for the week right now? Like, what? Once he get in, he be in there forever about to use all the hot water. Yes. Like, okay. Because we in there having therapy. He, yeah, he get, he get his music. We in there thinking. He got him a, he the stolen nigga in there crying. Some niggas in there crying. It's a lot that we do in the bathroom. My four-year-old gets in the shower. I can't clean his room. It's a lot that we do in the at his age, there's a lot of privacy involved. You know what I mean? I cannot mm-hmm. just be all in his business. I in the hate bathroom it. is the only real safe but there room is in no, the house. I can't be all in his business. I'm mm-hmm. a woman. It's not. It's not yeah. my. Yeah. And I do know now that if something is really bothering him, he will come. Right. So the, I'd have to let him. He at that age. Do whatever we need he's more doing. privacy because I think too, just things are changing now for these this generation of kids. But when we were growing up, like when we started having insecurities, like, we couldn't be public about these things. So, like, that's why privacy was so important to us. You know what I mean? The bathroom is really the only private room in the house. It's the only room people, everyone really respects. I mean, like, adults. Yeah, not us. We don't get that. You mean the kids? It's 17 kids (laughs) in the bathroom. Not for that. I'm like, y'all know. They don't come in there when I'm in there. Look, I got a nigga. I got two bathrooms. He in an apple. They don't come in there. They don't touch that door. I got a 
my locks. I'm gonna bite someone's head off. That's some man shit because we don't get <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, because they're afraid. My daughter I'm will pick the lock to my room to get into my bedroom bathroom if I'm in there. You know, I be. My daughter cool. brought me a permission slip to sign in the shower. <laughs> get. Out. See, what? Nah, we you live a different life. I've been hearing me. them out there to each other. Don't go in there. He in there. Go use the other one. They do their dad. He's like been in there an hour. Me. Don't go in there. Not Leave me. that nigga alone. He I ain't yelling at nobody. I'm asking him, I'm like, your dad in the bathroom. So why you ain't ask him? He in the bathroom. I'm like, I'll be in the bathroom. This is sacred place. This <laughs> is my sacred Y'all don't care. They don't care. Once I might even ask them, like, so what you be doing in the bathroom? That's none of y'all's business. That the kids don't bother you. Okay? <laughs> none of y'all's business. I think business. I want to try. Okay? I'm just if I, gotta, I'm if I gotta sit there and spray spray to act like I've been be here for a while, <laughs> just let me know what I this, gotta do. This is why we get man caves so y'all can have an extra bathroom. Because no, we would just keep the bath. I would just keep the bathroom to know. myself. Like, legit. So give me my own space. This is ridiculous. Because the kids ain't allowed yeah, in my space. I want a woman cave. I need a she shed or something. See, I need it's a, a mental thing. That's why everybody needs to come October 9th. So we can all have to learn how to create safe spaces for ourselves. I can't wait to I'm down. I'm like a if lot If I got to put me excited. a tent up in my own damn room, I am down. I'm a lot more excited for your event. Like everything you said that's been going on, I think that's the epitome of like what we need. You know what I mean? And we, we're finding ways to give it to each other that's not harmless in the in the back end because sometimes mm-hmm. we were giving people things with good intentions but we didn't know what we were doing so we were giving them incomplete messages or messages out of context mm-hmm. so now we can like teach classes now we getting people certified you know what i mean in in the areas we study so now shit's different like mm-hmm. our voice can really change that. things you don't level that yeah so that's that event's gonna be huge i can't wait I, I can't wait. Just, I didn't I realize like... how many people I talked to today because I was passing out flyers <laughs> and I had like 120 flyers. So I was just putting them on people's cars. But then I was thinking like, okay, save time and make sure they really see it. I'm going to just start handing them to people and watching what cars they get in. So I was like popping. And I just had to realize like, dang, I said this about this event like 25 times. Yeah. It felt like as I kept progressing, I kept trying to figure out how to make it shorter. But yeah. <laughs> and all this I'm, just keeps like, coming like, out. Right, now this time I'm just Be gonna, here. Like this time I'm just gonna say this. The one guy I was so glad he gave me the side eye, I just handed it to him and kept walking, like, all right, I can skip one. Yeah. But but I did, I met some ladies. You hear me. Um that a lady funny. that's gonna help me volunteer. She took some flowers to hang up at some schools, so Definitely, that's what I'm saying. Definitely got to always try to make connections. I'm big on connections. Um, I tell people when they perform, give it your all, whether it's five people or one person in the room. Because that one person could take you and change you the rest, change yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? And this so, is still practice for you either way. That's why I say, um, that's why I'm teaching, like, the right way to hustle because I'm a hustler. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like... I find all different type of hacks to make promotion easier. Mm-hmm. I do all 50 different types of promotions. Like, <laughs> I really be out here on foot. Same. Like, but I'll I be coming up with strategies. <laughs> like, okay, this event, I got to hit the schools, hit the rec centers, hit the libraries. You know, mm-hmm. I got to be everywhere where kids is at. Yeah. Versus if I was doing a club event, like, all right, I got to be at this party. I got to be at this party. I got to be at this after and hour. That shit is I got to do all of that. So, you know. <laughs> But it's just another way to hustle, yeah. absolutely. You know, because you already got social media locked down. It's an but investment you never too. know who you're gonna talk. You're never gonna yeah. know who you're gonna meet. Time. Like I got little and big flyers, 
because old people don't like when I give them the flowers with the little words. Yeah, facts. So I give them yeah. the big ones. They so can't you know, see. But a lot of people don't think like that. They just got the one card and they hand them out. Because mm-hmm. they not marketing. I, I think way yeah. too deep into yeah. it sometimes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I think yeah. way too deep. But I think that's yeah. the level That's the level of success. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. It, it sounds That's why everyone's not successful. Because that's Cause what like it takes. the levels that you Have go. You? And a lot of people don't even go to levels that I went. Because yeah. like, people be sending me pictures like, Girl, why is this over here on the west side on the store? Because that's where I put it. You ain't think yeah. I'm going to drive by west? Period. Like, what you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Have you thought about doing, like, a master class at, um, for even your marketing strategies? I haven't thought about it's it. It's in the bag now. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. thinking about it now. Um, <laughs> I feel like, with well, myself, being an entrepreneur, um, being a mom, and all the seven billion goddamn things I got to do, and that I have going on, this... I've, I've picked up a lot of good information from you, period. So, who the fuck wouldn't want to know that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, did a, I did a credit class one time, and they really loved me. But I like teaching. You know what I mean? I've been a teacher. I love hosting. Um, I kind of love hosting more than I like doing poetry. But I yeah, love yeah, poetry yeah. any way that I can talk. But, um, you know, sometimes with poetry, come limitations. You know, sometimes you can't cuss. You got to choose yeah. this poem, that poem. Then you got to do something you don't really want to hear. And that kind of art we go in and out of. Yeah. When you get the host, you just get to get up there and be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you can be different people or you can be the same and person. you're hosting so. the crowd, yeah. so it's going to change, exactly. too, kind yeah. of. And you can show <laughs> different parts of yourself to each one. Right. And me, I like to do the opposite. I'm excited about that coming up. So some, that's when I get mad at my kids sometimes because I like to do the opposite a lot. Like, you probably tell me it's all black party and I wear all white. Or that's good, I though. I do some shit like you that. Know, you're yeah. giving them perspective. But I would have on black shoes yeah. so I damn break the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I damn break the rules. We some but, niggas. Um, Hearing all this out of somebody else's mouth. I'm like, this is a nigga. I'm just saying. But this is me. Sometimes you gotta break the rules. Because I'm um, like, okay, so I'm big on sex sales, negativity sales. Yeah, absolutely. All bad things sell. Nothing good really sells. Right. Not church. Not peace. Not Jada Kiss. Not prosperity. But it's not supposed to either, though. So it doesn't. So, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm the type of person to feel like you put negative with negative to get a positive. Or sometimes you gotta do some negative shit to get then do then do some positive shit after it. So I was talking to this girl, right, and she was like, "Yeah," I was telling her about it. And she was like, "Yeah," because I just feel like every time I post my boobs, I get like so many likes, and then don't nobody like post no likes when I be posting my events and stuff. So I'm like, next time, post your boobs with the event, and then post your event with the slide situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. See how many likes you get that time. So then she did it, and when I seen her at the show, she was like, "Girl, you was right." That's she smart. Was like, she, was like, twer- she was like, "I She was like, "She was like, I posted a twerk video," and then you know they started liking my post for my little uh, flyer too. I said, "Girl, do it." But see, somebody told me I, did, I needed a PR. I was like, "Fuck that! I don't need a PR." I know you how to are the PR. Yeah, fuck that. I know how to adjust the situation. I don't think you need that. Yeah. But some people are. Like, you may need an assistant, but I, I don't think like you need a PR because. A person, a regular person, would look like that. Look at that situation as if it wouldn't work in both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could do that with a flyer, but if you promoting some shit with kids like me, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. So guess what I did? <laughs> what posted a twerk video and then posted my flyer because guess what? I might twerk at the event. Because <laughs> guess what? Twerking is cultural. Yeah. It is. guess what? 
if I was African from Africa and I was you on the internet, you would have given me okay. no different type of way. And they got the babies on their back. So my nigga, right? And have y'all seen the baby just... babies be twerking? <laughs> and for <laughs> us, this is not like like is you this is cultural. Is it's the context behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, and that's my thing. And that's why I love, you know, people that don't give a fuck. Like, I love people that don't give a fuck. Like, be unapologetically you. Like, be, be unapologetically you. Like, I tell people all the time, I know how to watch my mouth a lot. But I'm I say, not, I say fuck no. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I feel like you ain't gonna understand what I mean to what extent until I, I get it. I got a poem that's called, fuck you. And I say fuck you a lot in the yeah. poem. And I don't know. I mean, I cuss a lot. I you feel know? like English yeah. is white people but, shit and cussing is like the seasoning to the yeah exactly cussing's the absolutely season, the spice. Exactly. you're not gonna feel me until I yeah. say you ain't gonna could get be food the, but this could be some good the severity food. of this word <laughs> yes this could be some good fucking food <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know I know all the seasonings right. and spices right <laughs> but um I just think that you know. A lot of people, they put such a big division between what can be professional and what's not professional yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that. And I build my own definition of what's professional. Yes. The because industry your professional outfit that. might not be my professional outfit because my butt is bigger than yours. And, and that's what I want to wear. And the industry and, decides that You know, shit. it's just, and they did. And my thing is, I'm about breaking all the rules. Yeah. So that's, that's why I was like, for this event, <laughs> I want people to just come out and allow your kid to be a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I pop out how I am now because when I was little, I was not allowed to be me. I was mm-hmm. the kid that was like, dang, whatever come out your, whatever pop in your head, come out your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I was told to be quiet a lot. Yeah. Stop talking. Just be quiet. Yeah. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. So when I finally did get a voice, yeah. I ain't never shut up since. It meant something. So I was, was like, like unruly because right. I talked. Yeah. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, like sometimes it changes you in different ways. Yeah. Because when I got bullied in school, I beat my bully up, but then I became a bully. Yeah, I was beating. Damn, I was t- I was knocking them down left and right, this like kicking bitches downstairs. I would. And it beat was the bully like, up, but I never was the bully. I don't no, think. I turned. I don't think because it was just like once. I guess you could say once, like a cat. Like once my balls dropped, I was ready yeah, to attack. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fuck you know. It now. And it was like after I beat her up, I was like, ooh, first yeah. of all. I know how to fight. Yeah, look at your hands, like. <laughs> and it was just like I turned into like a real. I turned into like a real protective I feel part this. of me. Like I, I built a protective bubble around me. So it was just like anybody that said anything crazy to me, I viewed them as my bully. So I had to beat you up because I could never let nobody get me like how she got me. Okay. And she bullied me for so long. And it took for her to spray perfume on my face for me to beat her up. And it was just like, like you it's had the to last get straw. It was just like I'm not waiting yeah. till it gets to that point again. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. disrespect me, even you don't even know me. If you disrespect me, now I gotta beat you up it's first. On site. Like I gotta get you before you get me. Oh my god! And it's a defense okay. mechanism, but it's toxic. It is. Yeah, we grew up a lot similar. That's I so had a, the situation <laughs> where these girls tried to jump me, right? And I goes the fuck off. Like, now I'm ready to beat everybody the fuck up. Hey, right, bitch, I'm swinging a purse. I'm ready to fuck shit. And my purse had a chain on it. Like, so. <laughs> I'm ready to fuck shit up. And then it was like, she crazy. No, bitch, I'm not going. Like, what the fuck do you think is... No, that... Why do people think that this is particularly what, what you got to take? But Because you feel some type of way about me. I ain't do nothing to nobody. Right. I was nice. I was pretty. I was cute. I had a 
nice stuff. That's what you did to um, it. That was a whole yeah. motherfucking problem. You, you created a problem. Hell yeah. So then soul. I was like, I'm not going to be no bully. I remember bullying a girl to show her she was a bully. And then her cousin was like, Stephanie, you've been bullying my cousin. Where? And I'm just sitting here looking at both of them explaining to me or See cussing me feels. out, telling me about how fucked up I am for, for bullying her. And I was like, yeah, okay. So um, y'all talk. Let me talk. I never have a problem with you. I never had a problem with you. What I did see, though, is you was bullying this poor little girl who's on mm-hmm. my bus, and she would get on there and cry herself home every single fucking day. Exactly. Do you remember that? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. So I wanted to show you what that shit feel like. What that shit feel like. It reminded me of that TikTok when it was like, he cried all night. Motherfucking night. You learned something. He cried all motherfucking night. What did you say to that man? Then you learn something. It was just like that. I was not going. <laughs> you made this little baby cry every day. I'm like, so how, So what you got to say now? And she's like, Damn. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. Is. Like she held, it was, it was really, it was great. She because that doesn't happen. People so prideful that, that they wouldn't be yeah. able to see what I was doing. But I told her and she got it and it was that. Why and then her because I was like, oh yeah, well bitch, you can't be doing that. One of, my best, <laughs> one of my best friends actually became my best friend because she was getting bullied. And it was crazy because I didn't like her. Because she was trying to talk to my boyfriend. And I didn't Most like the her. People I had, and I, I wanted to like beat her up. And I wanted to beat her up. That is serious. I told and, you, I and I wanted to beat her up. <laughs> yeah. And when I was about to go be smart to her, I seen that she was like getting bullied on the bus. Like girl was talking stuff to her and her she was talking mess to her. And I'm just like, Well, hold up. Yeah. And I don't know, I got in the middle of that. And that's thing you know, I'm beating the girl up for her and all type of stuff now. <laughs> We've been best friends ever since. Chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> Why you punching her? <laughs> What's your mama name? Rude boy too. No. That's crazy. No, I end up beating no, be the bully up. I know, yeah. you made yeah, a best friend that day. Yeah. The so two the girl, things was so happening this day. <laughs> and then the girl I beat up, she, you know, she's like a sister to me now, but I was just like, yeah. Oh, damn. I'll go from about to beat you up to beating somebody up for you. And then you become my best friend. Because you the protector, man. I have one of those. Um, we barely mm-hmm. talk, actually. Like, she's like this big party planner in Columbus. She do big, big, big shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember teaching her a whole lot of shit in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, she just was a great older than me. But she had, like, a disease. And something was wrong or an illness or whatever and oh, then she had to um she had to stay back in the grade i was in oh uh, okay because she missed 90 percent of the school year yeah. um but i remember her going the fuck off on this girl that was trying to mess with me like she was and and she was like a known fighter like you know she gonna beat your ass right yeah. but we never like had that sort of she just was always nice and we was cool we sat by each other or whatever so Ultimately, she tried to to kill this girl that was messing with me, and even still now we probably talk like once every two years. But yeah. I, she, we literally show so much love when we yeah. see each other. Sometimes that's your relationship with people. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't have like the perfect. Way we just have yeah. Look. We got everybody got but kids work, and, and all yeah. that shit. So. If you can make it work and make time for it, and it's not exhausting to you, it works. But if something feels exhausting to you, like you probably need to switch up. Like you need some moderation. Like you're doing it too much or. You're not ready. They're not ready for this level of comfort. You know what I mean? So sometimes we just know that we distance ourselves naturally. Well, on the ninth, we have a mental health specialist coming to talk to us about different mental health things. So maybe a lot of people can come and ask questions. Yeah. How do you get um, when I know that, you know, being as involved as you are with the, the black community, how do you get people to engage? In um, mental health, because we act like it's not a thing, and it definitely is. So, my biggest thing is about mental health is 
um, raising awareness. Yeah. So I talk about that's that's one of the reasons why I call myself a street poet, because I talk about a lot of conversations that people are afraid to have. And um, it encourages a lot of people to have those conversations. So, um, you know, like I talk about my best friend committing suicide. I talk about being molested as a kid. You know, I have I use my poetry to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's no, you know, people have heard my poetry and just like cried and told me about their journey and different things like that. And it's like sometimes I feel like I'm speaking for them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, when it comes to the mental health side of things, um, one of the biggest things about it is we will know there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And having a mental health issue is not always about telling someone I have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. It's not always about it. Sometimes it's just about learning different strategies and different ways to cope with it yourself because even if you talk to someone else about it more than likely they're going to try to teach you how to cope with it yourself because they can't always be there sometimes you need to sit in sometimes that like i mentioned before sometimes that Mm self-reflection of what is really wrong with you um comes into attack because only you know when your body is off right you know because somebody can keep telling you you're fine you're fine yeah you have no idea you're like no i feel weird you know like oh you'll be drunk and they're like oh you always drunk like this and you're like no this drunk feel different yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i want to slap the fuck out of you i thought we was cool (laughs) or or even i feel like somebody gave me something like you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know i had a friend like that and damn and good thing she was able good thing that she was comfortable enough and trusted us enough to tell us like like friend, I'm going I down. Feel, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like I don't. Get me like, out I didn't even realize at the moment, and mm, the, nobody right. believed. I had one drink, one, and was tore the fuck up. Can't stand up. Can't like I was fucked up. They had to carry me in the house, and they like, well, when did you drink that much? And I'm like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And it, nobody, even I was married at the time. Even he didn't believe me. Right. Um, I think that one of the things about women, um, even like in mental health, in in our health is at like our brain. We're so strong because we got to be like black women right. we have to be. So right. when it comes to a point that we're breaking down, there's still no other support. What I can't appreciate is other black women not supporting us either. Yeah. And see, that's why um, I have my take a day bags and that's why I promote um, self-care so much. Because, you know, a lot of us have to lean on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So in order for you to be able to lean on yourself, you have to take care of yourself. So um, I promote my my self-care days so much because I just really want everybody to know how important, not even just for women, but for men too, how everybody needs to know how important it is to take that time out for yourself. Absolutely. You know, it will make you feel so much more better to know that even if you just only got a day out the whole month, even though you're supposed to get four, even if you just get one self-care day, it will will make you feel so It makes you, it changes so many things. And it releases, it relieves a lot of the stress. It relieves a lot of a lot a lot of stress, and I have some people be like, "Girl, I had to extend my self care day because I was just getting too into it. <laughs> you know, I didn't get enough done. I still yeah, had a couple more things. Yeah, and if you need things. it, then take and it. And if you need it, then take it. Take you know, it. but um, we're just scared to make that sacrifice. I agree. And I feel like a lot of us are scared to have the conversation because we don't want it to be something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. We have the beliefs that oh, a lot of people don't like medication, so I don't feel like nobody should be on medication. You know, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of it and a lot of people just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. But it's not always that they don't want to, they don't know how. Yep. They've gotten the fact, the fact that, okay, there might be something wrong with my child, but 
they just haven't got to that point yet to where they can see if they can figure it out yet. Right. What it is that I can do. That time to be like, okay, when do I have time to actually talk to somebody? Because a lot of us are, believe it or not, aren't invested in our children. Mm -hmm. They're the last things on our list, the last things on our mind. So if there's something wrong with you and I've seen it, I have 20 things to do after that. Yeah. I have 20 things to do after that. I can't tell you how sometimes I have to beat myself up because I forgot to to get a Band-Aid. And then I I didn't zoned out the crying. Yeah. So then... The kids is coming like, Mama, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. And I'm like, fuck, that's the right. Get, get the band-aid, the please. You grab the, the food out of my... Uh, yeah, like, please, like yeah. please get the band-aid. Yeah. But it's just, it'd be little stuff like that. But you got to think, that's little for us. It's bigger stuff than that going on in other, in other kids' homes. Yes. Absolutely. It's Multiple like they're getting, too. they're forgetting to feed them. Yeah. yeah. They're forgetting to bathe them. Yeah. They don't have time for any of that. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they worked 15 hours and now they had to sleep. Yeah, and the kids got to fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew times when we had to eat sugar bread. Yeah, you know, but it's just even some kids is not that resourceful these days. Right. You know, like um, I'm so big when I worked with kids. I'm so big on house play. House play is my favorite section. I used to do it up. I used to every season changing your house look different. House play is is my favorite because they learn. Like you know, I believe my kid learn to make a sandwich from playing with it at school yeah from making one at school so it's just like that i don't think parents know how much independency it teaches and it's like they say oh i don't want my son playing with baby dolls and things like that but it's because that's how you grew up but you never looked at it as your son one day being a great father because he played with baby dolls you and i think because oh my god why would you not want your son to know how to hold or take care of a baby when and then you you have a baby yeah and bring a real baby to the house <laughs> mm-hmm. and you wonder need why to he be don't comfortable with touching and wonder like, why he don't know what to do with it we babysat bit it, ain't no little boy it. babysitters right he what exactly for very like, he, he just sat on he just Wrong sat on, right. the, on the real baby and <laughs> yeah. he's like no what the hell is this exactly. oh oh exactly. my junior shit <laughs> What gets them is because if you're holding a newborn baby and your son comes up to you and say, we got those in my classroom. Oh, shit. What do you tell him? Because that lets you know now that he just look at them as babies. Mm -hmm. Just like the one you hold in your hand. I never thought of no shit like that. Mm -hmm. So people people don't, and and that's my thing. I give, I get them thinking like that. Yeah. Because. Kids are so innocent. Yes. So innocent. I just seen a, big, a video beautiful. of my son playing with Barbies and he was making them fight. And I yeah. thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. And I, like I was that. like, this is how you play with Barbies. But then I also had to think like, who did my son see fighting like this? <laughs> like, this is two girl Barbies and that's they're fighting. True. Like, whose phone was he They've seen all kinds of shit. They've seen all kinds of shit that's that we cannot so, control. Um, toddlers yeah. are my favorite. Yeah, like, like everybody like, oh my gosh, you like toddlers. You love toddlers. Like, girl, you're crazy. I love, I love toddlers. Me, I love that age. From 12 to 3, I'll take them. Yes. Because they're sponges. It's when they learn the most. It's when they learn the most. So all of that nurturing and and the love and everything, how you talk to them, how they talk back to you, you got to think. Most of these videos, when you see these little babies cussing, how old are they? Two. Over one. the age of yes. 12. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because they've absorbed it. Oh, these big kids. They've absorbed it. They've absorbed it. So it's just like... Oh no! Don't say that! Don't say that! And it's like, why wow, you say it? Yep. Yeah. You say it, so 
I never told my kids like not to say it. I would just tell them like those are words for me and not for them. You know, yeah. and then and even and then my daughter she even hit me and then my daughter she even hit me one time like why you get words and I don't <laughs> oh shit um, so I had to use, I had to use the mommy thing because some words Cause is just I said for mommy I remember my son I think I even brought I think I even brought God in it like you know God give you words and he give me words like you know yeah. I've done that it, but you see um. The difference when when you bring God in it, so I, it's exactly. not taken lightly, but it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. um, my daughter was watching some stuff on her phone that she should not have been watching, and I was like, "Oh my good, I didn't even know what to." And I monitor the phones, you know what I'm saying. So when I go through, it's her turn. I go through the the history and all this stuff, and she don't know how I see all this stuff. <laughs> she don't know what history is or nothing yet. She's only ten. Um, but I'm like, you, where did you see this at? She's like, well, it was like an ad on something. And then I clicked on it and I'm like, okay, listen. <clears throat> so I explained the situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you understand why this is so bad? Even after me explaining in however way I could. She was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, so God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she said, oh my God, I didn't know oh. it was going against God. I didn't know it that. The so then when, when my authority is oh. not enough, <laughs> this is where we go. Exactly. This is where it? we go. Yes. Well, what he told me to tell you. Right here, exactly. right now, he just came to me. See, and my I know eyes closed. If exactly. These just are my offspring. I know they're gonna ask me how, why why he said it to me and not to them. I'm like, yeah. you ain't listening. You, you ain't, ain't listening. got it. You gotta have kids <laughs> and they gotta stress you out and then you get it. Absolutely. <laughs> but my uh, my thing is um I just I like people that try to tap into mental health, even That's if you true. don't have feel like you have mental health issues, just because you would be surprised the different type of ways the mind works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um you know, they say the age of, of 28 is the age of a woman to be wise and the age of 30 is the age of a man to be wise. So I feel like I definitely had an epiphany of wisdom when I turned 28, you know? Mm-hmm. It just came to me. But um, I definitely did, though. Like, I started talking different. Um, my poetry changed. A lot of things about me changed, and I really reached a, a level of maturity that I had been striving for. Mm-hmm. You know, because even though you be in some situations... And you know, you know, you feel like when you out of place, you know how everybody classing, you show up being ghetto as hell. You know, you just be like, mine the opposite. Sometimes you get that. <laughs> sometimes you get that one moment that be like, dang, I really was ghetto. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes seeing your Facebook you know, history and shit, yeah, your Facebook like, memories, like, oh my god, you know, what was I talk? Oh my god. And that's funny because it was like I was telling a lot of people to go to my page, and I was like, dang, I'm a businesswoman. So I was like going through like a lot of my posts. I'm like, dang, let me delete that. Let me delete that. I was like, ooh, I said that. Let me go ahead and delete that. Because <laughs> he, because he had said it. He was like, yeah, I'm gonna send a lot of them to your Facebook. You ain't worried about your Facebook, is you? <laughs> and I was like, nah. Hell nah. <laughs> wait a minute. That. Wait a minute. Why are you scrolling that bitch? <laughs> and, I, and then the nah, first post nah. I seen, and the, oh, the funny thing is, yeah. the first post I seen when I went to my Facebook, it was a post I had. Uh, Share from my cousin that said, "Yeah, I'm stop. I'm trying to stop cussing and shit." So, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I'm just you already fucking just." I leave those. I leave some of those things. Now, if it's too <laughs> yeah. bad, I'll take it off. Yeah. However, I want um, them to still see the diversity. Le- in yes, and I, I do want you to know. So I remember, um, you were saying your epiphany was at 28. Mine was mm-hmm. at 29. Um, I remember like kind of changing mm-hmm. and realizing who I am and whose I am and, and what is it that I need to be showing and, and whatnot. Right. Um, <clears throat> however, now I am exactly who I feel like I should be showing. 
So code switching, I don't do. If I feel like it and I share it, I meant that shit. Okay. Um, and whoever it is that's going to choose to work with me or not is going to know exactly. who I am, period. Exactly. That's why I don't take customers out. Nope. I'm saying yeah. all of them. Nope. Yeah. What's the, I mean, who's and I like your shirt, so like I never yeah. put cuss words on shirts, right? Okay, I will put them on there if I can if I replace something like it'll still Hello? say it but right. <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is perfect this yeah. is so perfect I will definitely. definitely say it but it's gonna be with a different word um right. what what is it uh one that's it's like I love my black man and it's like um fuck y'all or, or something like that or whatever and I just had to because I felt like that I needed to put that right. in there period <laughs> but I had to change some of the yeah it made sense yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I had a love me or fuck y'all shirt. Ooh, I like that. But they just feel, it feels right. You gonna read your out? Um, probably not. It was like just for me. I ain't get Love that. me or fuck Sometimes y'all. I just make shit that's just me, you know what I mean? And I make a lot of stuff just Because it's expressive, me. it's art. Anything that can be I art, too. I'm gonna mm-hmm. indulge in. Because I'm an artist, so it's So like, when I got to yeah, I want to Saturday, I just <laughs> yeah. that says, um... Ask me about my event. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm really that. thinking but that I want to say to all that, y'all. I used to think that that was funny, and I said I was going to start doing it a lot because that's another way to promote yourself. Yep. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, because um, my, my, my boyfriend, he was like, yeah, I was walking around with a shirt, and it said, ask me to recite a poem. Instantly, I'm like, damn, I'm going to put that on a shirt. Everybody going to know yeah. I'm going to now because they're going to yeah. be like, ask me about a poem. I'm like, uh-uh-uh. Yeah, I'm going to it. Absolutely. And, and we're like, yeah, boom, another follower. Hey, see, that's promotion. <laughs> People don't be thinking like that. You guys say like seven steps ahead. My stepdaughter was just um, on homecoming court. Uh-huh. And I put, I made her a filter <coughs> at, on, for Instagram. Um, and then I put a QR code on her back. <laughs> <laughs> so all that week for Spirit Week, she had a QR code on her back. And, and I bet you took. She won. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my little oh, nigga won. I had to write nothing down huh, right there. <laughs> She was like, oh my God, God this is so, I swear to God, and I better win. She we done made. Know, she don't even know how she could have hustled it for real. Because she could have just been telling pictures, people like, hey, take a picture of my back. And the QR Boom. code was vote, vote her vote. for Hoko right. right. Princess. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want, I'm going to show true. you when we, when we done. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah, if you need a filter, I got you. Hey, if y'all need a filter, I got you. So. Right. <laughs> Any, anything you want to leave people with? Um, I am queen, the street poet. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Queen underscore Queen the Street Poet underscore ninety two on Facebook at Queen the Street Poet. Remember to come see me on the ninth of October from three p.m. to five p.m. No, three p.m. to eight p.m. Three p.m. to eight p.m. Twenty three fifty West Belt Drive, Columbus, Ohio. It is the Marriott Hotel that's next to the Waffle House inside of their conference room. Okay, listen, if you don't know where the and fuck is at, you better not say you don't know where that shit at. What's Sunday? And come see me on Sunday for my open mic for poetry. Um, it's at 4419 Crossroads Center Drive, the Social Lounge. Next Sunday is my one-year anniversary for Poetry in Paradise. I'm having a big party, so y'all might as well just come spend a weekend with me, the 9th and then the 10th, and, you know, call off on Monday. So, period. Y'all don't need to go. We, y'all, we entrepreneurs, so it's fine. It's gonna be alcohol. Um, social, <laughs> social is on Hamilton, right? Yes, yeah, on Hamilton, right across the street from uh, the Eastland Mall. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so, so she in there, we in there, come and check us out. Um, yeah, do that. All right, we out. 
I invented it. I'm old school or whatever because I don't look 29. So I'm like, I'm old school, girl. She couldn't get past five. I was like, <laughs> absolutely. My kids are She's terrible like, at it, but I definitely <laughs> teach that. And so I was trying right. to find, I was trying to teach them um, double dutch. Right. And my mom had a stroke. And so it's just nobody else to help me, like turn. And she, right. she, <laughs> mom, you know, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and it's crazy because I asked my kids that day, I'm like, do y'all know how to double dutch? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they scared to jump in the ropes. And she's like, you know, with two people holding a rope? I'm like, well, no, with two people holding two ropes. And I'm just like, oh, dang, if my kids don't have to double dutch. Yeah, like, who are we? What are we? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> but, you know, I was talking to my friend and he was, he's coming to be a vendor. And he was like, I don't even know lie. My kids don't jump rope. They don't do none of that. They just, I don't even think my kids go outside. And I was like, that should tell you a lot about parents. Yeah. That should tell you a lot about yourself as a parent. You ought to be ashamed of yourself that your kids don't know how to go outside and play. Listen, my we wasn't allowed in the house. We lived outside. Is that us too. <laughs> However, where I live, I want them outside. Yeah. <laughs> and see, sometimes, and see, like, sometimes that's the um, and sometimes that's the thing, and that's why I was like so mad at COVID because I really thought about all of the kids that couldn't go outside in their communities and they live for school to be able to get outside yeah. time. Like, they live for school to be able to go to the park and play and things like that. And when they were trapped, it was just like, dang, I know those babies. Because my kids were still able to go outside in their backyard. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's a lot of kids that can't go outside in their backyard. So, um, I really heard it. I really was, like, hurt for all the community centers and things like that. Because it was just like, you guys are an outlet for a lot of our babies that are in communities that can't do yeah. anything. And then, you so, know, they're, like, safe at the wreck. Yeah. And then... And it's, like, that's a safe space because I worked with kids for 12 years. So, um, I was a teacher and I was a toddler teacher and a preschool teacher. And I just always realized, like, how I care for children and I used to train people and I used to tell them, like, you know, you have to care for them no matter what they come in looking like. You know, I used to wash kids up, get them redressed and things like that because... You just never know the type of environment they come to and um like a lot of a lot of my co-workers used to be like oh well he had enough you know he already has seconds and thirds like but you don't understand this might be his last meal you don't know what right. he's going home so he might be going home to crackers and bologna so he's he's getting full here let the baby eat you know so it's just it's always thinking outside of a child's situation and being that safe space for them yeah you never and know i was what like that is. so hurt that it was a lot of places that couldn't be that safe space and i worried about a lot of kids in that um in the time of covid because it was just like my babies is at home mm -hmm. and home is not always safe right so it's yeah. just like you never think about what the kids are going through so i did like a lot of online um like online activities and things that parents could do at home for the kids and and they went live with me and did different activities and things so COVID was hard, but um, now that we're back out, I've been planning this for, for quite some time. I really wanted to do it when the summer broke out, but it was a lot going on with uh, my poetry and me moving around. But now God has told me like it's the time and um, I'm dropping my nonprofit, which is called Determined Not Defeated. So um, we, uh, that's, that's what this big thing is about. And it's just no matter what, don't let life defeat you. Stay determined at all times. Even though it's going to beat you down, it's not built to defeat you, for you to be defeated. Absolutely. It's, you have to stay determined. You have to stay determined. No matter what route you take, just stay determined to get to that point. Get to that point. Get you to that point. You got to stay 10 toes down. Yeah. yeah for sure. So, y'all know it's Steph.Magic on Instagram for me, Stephanie. Okay. And Queen underscore the street poet. Absolutely. And what's your name? Queen. Okay, perfect. Well, or Janae. So. <laughs> Whatever it is. And then so uh she has some events coming up that she's about to tell us about. Um yeah, so we here for it. We here for it. I definitely feel like COVID 
COVID affected so many people in so many different ways. It's hard it to even gauge. And then everybody's situation was fucked up. So right. then it's hard to even know what the next person is going through. Me as a mom, I'm thinking about my kids and right. other kids like my kids. You right. as a teacher, you have a whole completely different perspective that I didn't even realize until listening to you right now. Exactly. Um, and me knowing that some kids are only going to school. My daughter was talking to me about this the other day. That there are some kids that have to go to school to eat. Like that's yeah, when they're, they're going to eat. That's they their meal. That's when they eat. They definitely do. Um, so that was the only thing I, I thought about. I didn't think about the fact that there are unsafe households. And um, even from the mom being, I was stressed, okay? Girl, myself. Under, I'm like, be quiet. Like, I, I had to work from home, of course. And then they had to school from home. We all in right. two rooms. like, And I had to have us all downstairs, even though I was working. Because if not, they'd be asleep. Like, they were and taking this opportunity to just do nothing. <laughs> and I struggled a lot because my daughter, she has an IP. Okay. So, it was just, like, trying to work with her without getting frustrated. And then, honestly, I didn't realize, like, how much I didn't remember from grade school because I was just, like... And it's like, changed. And it has changed so much. So, I'm, like, sitting here and my daughter and I'm, like, doing math for her. And I'm starting to remember and I'm, like... This is not. <laughs> like, I know for a fact it's an easier way to do this. And yes. we got to YouTube and stuff. And it was just like she took the information back to her teacher when they did go back to school. And then her teacher started remembering like, okay, yeah, this is an easier way. Because she's like, yeah, you got to do this, this. I'm like, girl, move yeah, that decimal tips and two tricks spots. And, and we exactly. And that's the answer. Exactly. So back to elementary school trying to teach them. And I was like, exactly. ooh, baby, when I tell you I am not a teacher, like this right here is letting me know I am for sure and not literally when um we when my daughter started doing fractions i email her teacher every day like listen i don't know what you're gonna have to do if you're gonna have to do an extra zoom meeting or something because i'm just gonna let you know straight up i can't do this yeah this ain't for me listen i, I went to summer school to complete this okay i had to do a second learning session and it was credit recovery exactly so i mean you know i i I, I just don't, I'm, I'm letting you know as a parent, I cannot help my child. Absolutely. You know, it's completely person, different. It is completely different. So I need you to um, step up as a this teacher. This newfangled thing. You know, yeah, I, I cannot. And like, we, I sound so old saying it, but it's real. Like, I didn't know it what is. the hell I was doing. Yeah. It is. And and I, I applaud the teachers because they fought through yeah. it. They definitely did. They fought through it. But believe it or not, my kids' grades were way more, way, were made way better during COVID than they were when they were in actual really? school. Really? Mine was they like was. the opposite. Like, yeah, like I was my very kids surprised. couldn't wait till I turned around and wasn't paying and attention. And I was like, maybe my down. kids like, are like better online learners. You know, some people mm, are, some people learn, every because every kid learns differently. And I'm just like, okay, well maybe my kids are really good computer learners. Cause my I like only paperwork. one that did well with that was my six-year-old. Yeah. Um, my 15-year-old, my 13-year-old, my 10-year-old, way better hands-on learners. Like, way better not looking at the computer. They literally were falling asleep. The only yeah. one never asleep was the one, and this was her first year in school and it was COVID. So, this is her norm now. Like, right. she's like, yeah, this is cool. I got That's it. Cool. Whatever. Right. And then we already been doing ABC Mouse and all this stuff oh, before yeah. she got I'll, to school. Already the computer stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. this was this was her area. She, she and I shined. Actually, I actually thank God because I live in Lancaster. So, my kids go to Lancaster schools and, um, I thanked God that they wasn't like Columbus schools where they had to be on Zoom all day. Yeah. It was like yeah. one Zoom in the morning and got the oh, information gosh. and then you just do your work for the day. And then they also didn't have, like college, they also didn't have like, okay, it's got to be completed by three o'clock. It was like, as long as it's completed by the end of the day and turned in, 
then they get credit for it. Cause I was like, I, I literally told them, I was like, um, listen, I'm working. These kids is working. They need help. And I can't find the time to really help them while I'm working. So and I got to learn it if first I don't get off until them, If so. I don't get off until five and y'all talking about Simon's got to be ready by, be turned in by three, either you're setting my kid up for failure or I need y'all to extend the deadline. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was, and believe it or not, it was a lot of parents that was in the same something boat. So they changed it and they were like, as long as it's completed by, you know, the end of the day. But it definitely, it definitely was a hard time for a lot of, yeah. for a lot of, a lot, a lot of kids. I, I love that. I love that mothers like you too, this day and age, are being encouraged. Cause I remember as a kid, I was fortunate enough. Like my mom was gonna pull up to the school. Like she wasn't afraid to say something to the teachers. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's a stigma too between black parents, just not reaching out to them and not using the proper channels to be like, "Yo, this, I, I need that's something got to change." True. Right. That's but I think true. our I think generation is more comfortable with that. And they are, and I think a lot of them are just afraid to ask for help. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I've met a lot of parents that feel like they have to have it all figured out. And when it comes time, they're so hesitant to just reach out and say, like, listen, I need help. Like, listen, I can't do this. And um, I, I had a lot of friends that were like that. And I'm like, well, just tell their teacher, like, yeah. you know, you're going to have to extend the deadline because I'm at work, too. You know, I get one break. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't, I can't stop that. in the middle of me on a phone call with a client and and help my child with the, with an essay right because i i just don't have the time to do it yeah and then if you're saying it's got to be completed by two three o'clock and i don't get off until five yeah we're never gonna get it's, this it's never gonna get done yeah it's never gonna get done and then by that time my kid is tired school. listen so that is another thing because parents are you know afraid to ask for help um and they don't want to hear that they're not doing a great job in this exactly. area because they don't want to ask uh teachers are afraid of parents they are they're hella afraid i they're saw are. i went to my kids school um right before COVID, and it was a hot mess in there. Them kids was terrible. This little boy, he throwing, throwing chairs in the office. And I don't work here. So I was like, sit your ass down. <laughs> right. And he did. But they can't say that. They right. can't put no sort of right. respectful fear in this little boy. Um, so basically, they just end up letting them do whatever. And they're afraid to reach out to the parent and say something, which I've actually heard from teachers that, like, the, the parents are... They like attack them, right? Um, right. So that part ends up absolutely crazy. And see, I, like, so now, um, I was in that situation because my daughter, like I said, she had an IEP, but she also had a behavioral plan. So um, she didn't really know how to communicate with her words. So instead of asking mm -hmm. for help or telling someone she was frustrated, she would just throw a fit and shut down. So mm -hmm. you know, um, I had to I had to give my my child's teacher permission, like you know there's a respectful way to be stern with a student, and and you have permission to be stern with my student because there's sometimes there's a line of trust yeah and it's mm -hmm. like um yeah one thing i don't like is when is when the teacher tells you to do something at home because the home environment and the school environment is different Completely for the child yeah. at home you're in your comfort zone you know you get to do what you want you can go in your room if you mask and the doors or whatever so um what i actually did was created a safe space in my daughter's classroom so we set up a tent and we put pillows and it had like little widgets and this little is things. so dope. So, I absolutely love this. Um and they loved it. And a lot of teachers started doing it and it was just like a place for kids to go calm down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it was you wanna throw pillows, you, you wanna do all of that. This is your corner. 
you go over there and when you feel like that you have calmed down and you're ready to talk about it then i will come and talk to you about it like my daughter she's just there at stars in a water bottle just going down and it will help her calm down yeah and you know now they have um like the little like fidget the things sort of, the fidget yeah. things yeah. where you can pop and squeeze stuff and yeah. things like that which i think that that's good for a lot of kids i always felt like the the spinner fidget thing was a toy but the ones they have out now are a little yeah. more <laughs> are a little more um a little more acceptable for me but yeah and 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 it's and that was my biggest thing um because my daughter did have a teacher that was difficult but my thing is um when you're a teacher i'm the teacher that goes the extra mile for the student so i feel like all teachers should be like that Facts. and when you are a teacher if you have a child in your classroom that has a problem or that you feel like is a problem it's your job to find a way to deal with that because as parents, we go to work and we send our kids to school for you to teach them and for you to take care of them while they're there. So I need you, like I told her, I need you to find extra resources. If you feel like you don't have enough help in the classroom, that is for you to communicate Straight with up. your boss. Yeah. That's yeah. for you to communicate because that was our biggest thing. Oh, we got so many kids in the classroom and it's only two of us. So if you're telling me that you need a teacher rep in your class, then I need you to communicate that with your boss because... Either you're going to get a teacher rep or your boss and you are going to have to talk about it and figure out how it is that you can help these kids in the classroom that need one-on-one -on -one attention. Right. Because a lot of times that's all it is. Kids get frustrated. Oh, I don't know how to do this. They throw in papers, you mm -hmm. know, because they really don't get it. So they're doing whatever. Right. Now yeah, they're being no, a class clown. Like, now they're acting out. So Like yeah. super enlightening. I'm yeah. the opposite. I teach my kids that this lady has all these kids in this classroom. She has all of them, and she can't always be there exactly when you may need her to. She's one person. Exactly. So we're going to have to figure out how to communicate better. You're going to have to figure and out that's, how And there's nothing wrong with that because you have to teach your child patience. Yeah. But when they're five, that's hard. Facts. <laughs> that's very hard. That's Facts. very hard. That's very now, true. Now, as they progress, they, they, they naturally get a little more, more patience. But when they're five and six years old, they're already irritated irritable because mm -hmm. they already have to sit longer than they ever had to sit before yes so you know um i appreciated a lot of teachers because a lot of them did brain breaks and gave the child opportunities to get up and dance and take a break from learning for a while but as they get into those higher grades in the fourth and fifth and sixth grade where information is critical because now it's really affecting you know testing and things like yeah. that and if you're going to move on to the next grade it's it's okay to have those conversations with your child because you have to teach them patience. Yeah. You have to let them know that, okay, you're frustrated, but you are in a classroom with a whole lot of children mm -hmm. and I need you to pay attention to your environment. If you only have one teacher and they're helping someone, you have to be patient, learn to raise your hand, learn to communicate. And that's what a lot of children lack from the ages of three all the way up. Is communication. Yeah. And um, I have I had a lot of parents whose kids didn't talk for a long time, whose kids didn't have a lot of words, and it was because they didn't talk to their children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell people, you read to your kids, they'll read back to you. Yeah. You talk to your children, they'll talk back to you. And um, a lot of us get upset at the way our children talk to us, but forget that they talk to us the way that we talk to them. And they communicate with us because when you're speaking to your child, you're speaking to them you're teaching them communication so it's like when your child says give me that we tell our children to give us stuff all the time right because we feel like we're I such feel, an authority oh gosh, figure yes. that this we can't so... ask our children for anything right but then when they go to another adult <laughs> and says 
give me that or hand me that. Right. Then like, you want to um, reprimand them. Me, like, but that's me. what they've been taught. Ask for it. I totally you know? agree. But we have to remember, we don't ask our children for anything. Come right. in here and hand me this. Come I think in here and it's give important. me that. And you have to you talk know? to them like you would talk to a peer. Exactly. You have to ask them for things. You have to say thank you. You have to apologize. Exactly. You have to teach them Apology to is communicate. Apology is a big thing. Absolutely. I had to learn that. You know what it was that taught me that? I think that kind of set me off like on this parenting journey the way that I'll do it. Um, my daughter, actually my daughter and my son, my two oldest, they had a hard time apologizing to people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it, but I'm not apologizing to them. And I had to whole, like figure that out and humble myself. And right. so now if I done yelled and this wasn't your fault <laughs> or if I yelled and it was your fault. Right. I have to apologize. I have to give you what I would expect you to give to me. And it's not always about apologizing. Um, I tell people all the time because, you know, I'm not opposed to disciplining your child. I'm not opposed to whooping nobody kid. But at the end of the day, after you discipline your child, you have to go back and have the conversation. You have to go back and let them know why they were disciplined because you're going to leave the the thought in their head that they still are confused about why they got in trouble. Mm -hmm. Even if they've been in trouble for this a thousand times, if you've never given an explanation for it, then, you know, um, I just learned in a mental health class that I took um, for children that you have to ask your children things. So when you figure out in your, in your situations that things are not, oh no, you're fine, that things are not working, then ask your children how they feel. So it's like my kids, I scream at them so much about cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up. Okay. This is going to be the consequences, things like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, when I realized that my consequences were not working, I asked them, what do you feel like your consequence should be? I've done that. Since I've taken your phone, since I've taken your TV, since you've gotten on punishment, since I've cut you off from your friends, at this point, what is it else that you feel like I can do to get you to obey the rules that we've put, that we've set in place? Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe in giving kids unnecessary rules. Right. So... I always have a conversation. My kids sign contracts, even my six-year-old son. That's dope. <laughs> they sign contracts because the contracts have the discipline on them as well. Mm-hmm. So you sign this contract, and it's about teaching them accountability. Yeah. You sign this contract stating that if you did not do this, this is what your consequences was going to be. You were going to lose your allowance. You're going to lose your phone for a week. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, I don't want attitude behind it. Right. You don't get to give me attitude behind it because you signed this contract and you agreed to this. You agreed to these terms. You agreed to these chores. These are things that you agreed to. So I like to always go over things with my kid because I felt like it was a lot of stuff that I did when I was a kid that was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I felt like I had the right to have attitude about it because nobody told me that I was going to have to go outside and wash rocks. And (laughs) so my mom could lay them down and make her flowers look pretty. So, you know, I didn't feel like that was part of my childhood. You decided you wanted to garden. Right. I didn't decide <laughs> I wanted to garden. I didn't, we never had a conversation about Absolutely. this. You know, so we had attitudes a lot when we was kids because we felt like we had to do things that our parents made us do. And it took away from our childhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, my yeah. kids, my, my friends is riding bikes and stuff. But and I'm out here know, washing and cleaning rocks till 10 o'clock at night. And right. I'm just like, dang, I missed the whole day. But if you know this is what is going to happen. Exactly. However, okay, so my 13-year-old daughter, she is... Um, she don't care. She know exactly what the consequence is. Literally, a lot of the stuff that you do, I do at home. Um, a lot of it. We talk about it. We we talk about consequences. We talk about what, sh- what do you think I should do next? I've, I've literally gotten, I mean, at this point, I probably should just get a whooping. I've literally gotten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not fun for me. Also, if I hand out a whooping, I'm not angry. You know what I mean? I'm I've, I'm calm about it. This is You need to right. know that this is why this is about to happen. Because right. I don't know what else it is that's going to teach you, that's going to embed this in your brain that this is what you need to do going forward so my daughter will 
We'll have the conversation. She knows the rules. We've talked about it. She'll do it. Anyway, we will talk about it again. Maybe I'll take her phone. We'll talk about it again. Maybe you got to pick up an extra chore. We'll talk about it again. At this point, when you get hit and it's, ne- it's never a whooping, um, I'll sock you. <laughs> That'll be that. It's never a whooping. Get she popped. will be so angry at me. And when we talk about it, it cracks me up. She is very self-aware in the fact that she don't have no right to be mad and is still mad. So I'm like, okay, so you now understand that that why did this happen? This happened because I did exactly what I said I wasn't going to do when we talked about it the last time. And how many times have we had this conversation? Like four times. Okay, and then so whose fault is this? Like why is this happening right now? Because of me, but you're mad at me. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be like, cool <laughs> that's fine and but you do need to have some self-awareness exactly and i mean i feel like you know a lot of it is lessons i mean i did a lot of things like i used to get whoopings for a lot of stuff and i still did it yeah. and even though even knowing i was going to get a whooping yeah. i still did it and even though a lot of it and a lot of times and a lot of times a lot of times honestly i tell people sometimes when you get in trouble for something it don't even teach you how to not get in trouble again yeah. It just teach you how to do it better the next yeah, time. That's, that's you know, do it better the next time. And exactly. And um like for, for children that I feel like just keep deliberately doing stuff, um, it's something that's going on with them. You gotta get to the root. So it and that's and that's the thing. And and, and a lot of times it's not even like really a route to get to. Mm-hmm. It's just a simple fact like sometimes we have to just realize our kids are not us. That's true. I and think, we have to realize that oof. um that they change daily. So I hear a lot of parents say all the time, I know my kid. I know my kid. I know my kid. I know my kid. I know my kid wouldn't do that. I know my kid wouldn't do this. I know my kid wouldn't do that. But you knew your kid wouldn't do that in the last situation they was in. Exactly. exactly. This might be a totally different situation and they might have reacted a different way. But before even asking their child why, they go right into defense mode. I know my kid. I know you did that because I know you. Yeah. And you know, my daughters, they change constantly mm-hmm. constantly every day i'm looking at them they want to dress different they want to do something <laughs> mm-hmm. different and I, I literally have told them like i don't even know who y'all are anymore yeah. <laughs> like like was i supposed to have like every day i was like okay finally i got a girly girl and then the next day it's like god if i'm supposed to have three boys just say that <laughs> you know like if i was supposed to have three boys just say that because i can't win but it's just a simple fact like um it was funny because i fu- this year for the school year i let my kids pick out their own clothes so we went to the store, and I'm just, like, watching them shop. And I'm just like, please don't pick that up. Please don't pick that up. And then it's like, I'm giving even giving them suggestions. Like, well, don't you like this shirt? Don't you like that shirt? And she's like, no, nope. mom, I want this hoodie. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> but in my head, I kept thinking... And my boyfriend was on the phone and he just kept saying, babe, remember, you're letting them shop for them. You're trying to figure out their style. You're letting them shop for them. And when I tell you, like, my kids had nothing but big shirts and hoodies and jeans, I'm just thinking, like, who did y'all see dressed like this? But, like, I don't dress like this. Like, our parents <laughs> pressed about us. Your pants too tight and your, your shorts right. too short. Right, but my thing is our parents bought our clothes. Like, they shopped for us. So I'm so used to shopping for them and making them look like what I want them yeah, to look, cute out, little girls. look like. <laughs> it was so hard for me to watch them be their self. Mm-hmm. And that's, like... It's different for a parent because it's like, okay, have I really just been like projecting me on my kids this whole time? I mean, and now that I'm finally letting them be there, so like my daughter, she's 
four, and I let her go in the room and get dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes she come out looking crazy. Oh my gosh. And I be like, let's go. My ten year old. This is what you want. This like... is what you wanted to look like today. <laughs> and then someday she'll go on, go in there and actually put on a dress that matches shoes. And I'll be like, okay, you was feeling matchy today, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, it's hard sometimes to let our kids be themselves because of a lot of conversations that we don't want to have with mm-hmm. them. You know, my daughter, she's really into pride right now because okay. that's the world we live in. Yeah. And, you know, um, I let her talk comfortably about it mm-hmm. because I always have been the type of parent that says, you know, if you give it to your child raw, you can explain it to them. Yes. But if the world give it to them, they just going to give it to them raw. They're going to give it to them however it come, however they see it. So it's like if your daughter want to kiss girls because that's what she saw in the world and you never had that conversation with her about it and see her true feelings and know if it's just because she saw it in the world or if it's because she really feels some type of way about her sexuality mm-hmm. and you just only let the world show her what kissing girls is. She's just gonna want to kiss girls. Yeah, because that's what she see. Because that's what I that's, would like to that's tell the you only explanation for it. A really quick story, right? Like I, I think I've told viewers a few times. My ten year old said she like boys and girls. I was like, okay, fine. But what she said was, <clears throat> I think I'm bisexual, and I was like, mm, mm. you're you're kind of you're you're not you're nothing sexual because you you're ten. So you're not having sex at all. That's um, funny. <laughs> I went through the, I, I literally went through the same thing with my daughter. She was like, well, my friend is, um, my, my niece, she had said that she liked boys and girls. She was like, well, you know, Nate, tonight, she's like, you know, Nate is bisexual. And I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> you know, my biggest thing growing up, I always use real words. Mm-hmm. Real words with my kids. We same. Didn't do no I hate baby talk. We didn't I do hate no, it. Don't make no, no sense passy, to me. None of that. So I could teach it again. Even with right their away. body parts. Like my daughter was two years old, and she told her she told her teacher she knew how to wipe her own vagina. Yes, because it's a and vagina. Her teacher, <laughs> and her teacher was like, <gasps> she said vagina. Like what it was you, called like, a what vagina. It, that's what it's called. Yeah. So we've always used real words. So I, I teach my kids, emotion. you know, use real words. And like I told her, you're not sexually anything. What it is is curiosity. Absolutely. So she is bi curious. We're gonna use appropriate words for appropriate situations because nobody's sexual in no type of way. Absolutely. So you cannot be. And, and but my thing is that's what the world calls it. Absolutely. Yes. Bisexual. Yeah. So that until you explain that to her, and her eyes, no, mom, that's bisexual. No, you have to break the word down. Exactly. You are not sexual with anyone. I did the same. But you have a curious thing. mind. Yeah. Right now. Cause you so don't you're know bi curious. You know it's to learn. Every, and I I look at that because a lot of people look at situations as things to to hurt children in, in situations. But everything is a lesson. Um, like when my kids used to fall, I would take a glance out the side of my eye to see if they seriously got hurt. Yep. And if, yeah. and if, if they, they didn't, see looking, if they didn't, I would tell everybody in the room, don't look <laughs> at them. Yes. Don't look at them. Don't look be at fine them. when they figure out. They and everybody would not look, and they would this. just get up. Shake it off, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be that one person that'll look, yeah. and she'll find the one in the crowd that looks, and then she gonna run out crying. crying, yep, crying. <laughs> so it's just like you know, I don't believe in telling your kids, oh, you're all right, you're all right, you're all right, you're all right. I just be silent mm-hmm. and let them figure it out. Like my daughter, when she cries about certain stuff, I don't tell her like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, because you not, you might not be. And I want you to take that little time of self-reflection to figure out if you're okay If you or are not. or not. Correct. If you are okay or not. For real. And I also want to create that comfortable space for you to be able to come and tell me if you're comfortable or not. So, I definitely, it's it's a lot of 
a lot of different ways that um that I talk to my kids definitely a lot of different ways but it's like people be like you said that to her and I'll be like yeah, yeah like you know, they know stuff and my daughter she I was like super proud of her kids have phones yes and they do they do have phones and like I was really proud of my daughter on Father's Day this year but I was kind of like looking at her way because um her biological father you know I never talked bad about him to her I just kind of always let her build her perspective of him as she got older, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I allowed her to go through a lot of pain doing that. You know, a lot of cries about Christmases, a lot of cries about birthdays, a lot of cries about gifts. Um, I let her do that. You know, a lot of people would have protected their child from it. Like, oh, you're just not going to go. You're just not going to go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But no, I let her go. And yeah. I let her see. Sometimes she came back disappointed. That's a feeling. You're going to get that a lot. You yeah. got to learn how to fight through that. This is life. So, um, <laughs> this year, she decided she moved the car down on Father's Day. And um, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, if that's what you want to do, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, when he answered the phone, she said, uh, like, I just want to call you and let you know you don't deserve a happy Father's Day <laughs> because you ain't, been no ga- you ain't been no dad to me. And hung up. Didn't wait for a response nothing and it was funny because i'm looking at her and her friend mm-hmm. and she like hyping her up like tell him let but it like know. last <laughs> night i had her her friend talking like oh yeah i spent father's day with my dad because you know he like you know he chose the streets over me first of all it was the streets over me for me period because what do you even know about choosing the streets over somebody <laughs> she heard you that her mom baby. or somebody say that she, baby, yeah. she said that yeah, and felt that. you know oh, wow. i felt like after she said that, Kyla decided to have a conversation about her best friend. And then she had it in her head what she was going to do the next day. And then, like, before yeah. she did it, they was over there like, it's about say this. to go down. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Like, and then she was like, She told him he ain't got no nipples. And said, <laughs> exactly. Does everybody like and, Kevin And I'm just like. Uh, but you. <laughs> and I'm just like. That was a good show. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and I just looked at her and I was like, are you Okay. She was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> I was just like, well, alrighty then, <laughs> you know? But I'm just in my head, I'm like, yeah, daughter, yeah. yeah. Get that nigga wrecked. Like, yeah, get him. But um, she definitely she definitely expressed herself. And I was kind of like proud of myself as a mom because as a kid, I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like you have to literally to. growing up. I didn't have my dad in my life. I used to like physically run away from home trying to find him mm. just to have conversations with him. Yeah. Because I couldn't get answers at home because okay. he was taught not to be in grown folks business. Right. And you don't talk about it, the Exactly. Father, you don't so, talk about, you yeah. don't, you don't talk about that figure stuff. It the fuck you out. know, it was like my dad, you know, he didn't want to be there. And she was like, well, fuck it. You just ain't going to be there. You know, like, I they didn't really I, um, fight for that like that. I talked to my daughter about uh, my ex-husband. I got two kids with him. I talked to the little one. She don't know. She don't got him bad. Right. Like, she know who he is. They spend some time with him. Like, he live in Cincinnati, though. So, she don't know she don't got no dad. She like, it, this is the way it is. Right. My 10-year-old, when she was first growing up, she had a mom and a dad until he she was like six. Um, maybe like five. But she didn't. She She feels the absence. And the little one does not because she never knew him being there. Right. Um. So she said to him, oh, and I, I don't say anything. I just ask her how she feel. So school year was coming up. She spent two, three weeks with him in Cincinnati. 
and came home. I was like, did your dad take y'all shopping? And she like, no. Why? Well, because he like had to work um, and then he had to, um, you're giving excuses for this grown man. You don't have to do that. You don't have to give excuses for any grown person. You right. never have to do that. Right. So she takes it upon herself to text him and went off. <laughs> You need to do the same. You should have the same responsibilities as my mom. Like, she went hammer, bammer, bananas on this man. And he, he thought I was texting. And he called. He said, Stephanie, you a fucking coward. You a bitch. I ain't say that. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was your kid. But I, I got on her like, you can't talk to your dad like that. That was that was a little much. You, The way you said it is the problem. What you said is correct. And I agree with every single thing you said. But you, you don't have to be disrespectful. Um... So, she didn't care to apologize or nothing. She just like, okay, well, I, I did. So, that's that. However, he was convinced it was me that said this and all of it. It was crazy. She just went off on him. My daughter worships her dad. She don't see none of his bad or no nothing. And I don't ask, I don't ask or I don't try to push that either. I just be asking questions. Like, well, how do you feel about that? I have a kid that's like that too. She is a daddy's girl. I'm like, how would you like, feel if it was me though? She sat on the steps with him and cried. Mm -hmm. oh my god uh, yeah she's she's a daddy's girl for real i'm like um so how do you feel about that how do you feel about the fact that he keeps saying he gonna send you some money or buy you some stuff for school and he never did she was like um i mean i don't i don't, I don't know and i said okay how would you feel if it was me she said i'll be mad i said okay <laughs> i guess that's just what it is maybe like sometimes yeah but parenting is, is something else something else <laughs> something yeah. else okay so that was great